Welcome to Talking Heads on USA Global TV, starring the one and only wonderful Dr. Jacqueline. It's a prestigious place where world-class influencers and experts meet, and where you'll find the most trusted advisors and coaches for all things in life and business. Visit usaglobaltv.com to sign up for our newsletter, get the value you need, and be first in line to learn about events and giveaways and other valuable content. Connect with us. Email Dr. Jacqueline at usaglobaltv.com to talk about how you can become part of USA Global TV. That's USA Global TV, where the doctor is always in. Hello, everyone. Welcome. Thank you so much for being here. This is USA Global TV and Radio. I'm Dr. Jacqueline Kerbeck. I'm the president, founder, and chief listening officer here at our network. Our show today is a woman's prerogative. We've got another hot topic for you. Today, we're going to be discussing what you wish you had known sooner in life. Ooh, we could talk about this for a long time. We have a panel of four. Today, there's a panel of two. Joining me is Mariska Dupree. I always love to say this. She's a day ahead and she's a whole world smarter than we are because she knows what's going to be happening and we don't. So let's welcome her to the show. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. And of course, I know that you love saying that I'm from New Zealand. So if anybody was wondering why I'm a day ahead, not on a different planet, just in a different area on this planet. It's, it really is amazing to me. We had Janetta on earlier, first thing this morning, my time, and she was getting ready to go to dinner. It's just it is just amazing when you think about it. And if for someone who hasn't traveled the world, people really don't understand the whole concept that it's it's a whole big world out there. It's a whole universe of, of time zones and culture and happening. So I'm really very grateful that we are a global platform. And uh, one just quick announcement I want to make for those who are not aware, but as of January, we will be streaming live from our website, USA Global TV, and yeah. it will be USA Global TV and radio.com. So we'll be all integrated in the same place, which is uh -huh. super exciting. So Mariska, it's always a pleasure to see you. And for folks who are joining us for the first time and they're just meeting you, you are a transformation and leadership coach. You are also co-authoring a new book that we have coming out. Tell our audience a little bit more about what it is that makes you tick. Ooh, what makes me tick? Well, I really, really love growth and creativity. So that's maybe a little bit about why I am in the transformation space. Um, growing is one of the things that we do when we transform. And doing that in a creative way, looking at it a little bit different so we can bring our best selves to what it is that we're doing and how we're interacting with the world. And of course, being a specialist moving into leadership, that can be a bit of a tricky space from time to time, especially when we are so used to working with things and ideas and then having to transform working to with so it can cause all sorts of interesting things to happen for both us and the people that we work with. So that is a little bit about what makes me tech. And of course, that creativity. So the book, I'm so excited about the book. Um, we have actually got 
two books in the making. So one is very close to being finished. And then the other one is still in its creative juicy stage. So it is very exciting. And you may or may not have seen Dr. Jacqueline posting it on social media and me posting it on social media. So if you haven't, go and have a look. It is all over the place. Um, and if it's not all over the place in your place, then we definitely need to make a plan. <laughs> I love it. Absolutely. It's fabulous. Our book is coming out November the 26th, which here in the United States is called Black Friday, the day after Thanksgiving when people literally lose their minds and go shopping. People are, as soon as that Thanksgiving meal is finished, they clean up, they're waiting online for stores to open the next morning. It is beyond my understanding, but I don't have any kids, so I'm not after those unique gift ideas. It's uh yeah, it's, it's to each his own. So we do have this great topic, which I'm looking forward to discussing. Mm -hmm. What you wish you had known sooner in life. And by the way, Mariska, this could be at any point in your life. It can be five minutes before you popped onto the show. So let's just kind of round robin it. Let's just go back and forth because I know for me, there's a number of things uh, and maybe mm -hmm. there are for you, maybe not, but share something with us that you wish you had known earlier in your life. Um, I think I will start very, very early in my life. And that would be especially in the school area. And I think to an extent, maybe I carried it longer than it was re reasonably needed to be carried. Um, and that was liking. So it's also something that more recently I got more familiar with to an extent. And this idea of other people having to like me for me to actually feel safe, okay. I know there's a lot of biology behind it. I mean, we are a social species. We thrive when we are in groups. So it's fairly important for us to be liked in our groups. But building our self-identity on it is not necessarily the best way to be doing it. So knowing this earlier on, um, as I was developing, especially in school, I think for me, would have made such a big difference in how I approach things, I personally think. What would you have wanted to, to know earlier in your life, Dr. Jacqueline? Well, that's a good one. Thank you so much for sharing that. I would have to say that I wish I had known that my self-esteem and my confidence had nothing to do with what a man thought of me. Mm. Wow. Yeah. It's a biggie, That's, right? That is very big. Should that I get out the sofa big. and just kind of pass out and you can therapy, you a therapy <laughs> session with me? No, but it's true. I, for so long, I really believed that my self-worth was tied to what men thought of me. I'm embarrassed to say that at this point in time, but that's really true. See, and it's it's interesting how it's those small little things that we carry with ourselves. Nobody can see it, right? Nobody knows about it, but we carry it with us and then we filter our whole life through it. Everything we look at, all the experiences that we have, we sort of put through this thing first and then go, hmm, is this worth doing? I mean, I remember myself approaching groups at school going, 
is it worth me being friends with them? Because what do I do if they don't like me? Right? It's it, it and I think to an, a degree, it's also that self-esteem piece. The my worth being tied to some area of it, or my my effort wanting to try it out. Um, and nobody knows it except me. I'm the only one that's aware of this thing. And interestingly enough, and that's something that I learned quite recently, is liking actually breeds liking. So if we show liking to another person, the likelihood of them liking us back is increased significantly versus us not showing anything. And amb ambiguity is something that kills like liking the fastest. So showing that you're all cool and you don't need anybody to like you and you don't like anybody um, or you, you're not too phased about it actually kills people liking you, which I think to a degree, maybe that's what I needed to learn first was don't be ambiguous. Um, show if you like someone because it shows and it helps them liking you back. Yeah, I think that's that's a good one as well. I mean, seriously, we could be here all day. Uh, I have another one that's really recent. It happened today. I went to see a new doctor. He's a gastroenterologist, never met him before. And mm -hmm. uh, we were just discussing how I've been feeling, what's going on with me. And he alluded to the fact that you would look at me and you would never know anything was wrong with me. But yet I've had a disease for 30 years with 16 inches of bleeding ulcers. That's extremely painful. But yet I believe because the way I carry myself and because I'm not a, I hate to use this word, but I don't complain about it. Some people have a headache that's just like, a, just, a, just a tiny head. They're like, oh my God. But, so I don't believe in just going on and on. Although sometimes I have a hard time showing myself in a way that I'd rather, because I'm in pain, I don't show up the way I really would like to. But my point is that we're so quick to judge people because of how they look and we think, oh, they have it all together. Or, you know, if you look at mm -hmm. the A-list Hollywood celebrities or, or anybody who is on Instagram that has a huge following, you just assume, wow, they've got a great life. They've got these cars and this, that. You have no idea mm -hmm. what's going on with them, but that's what they're showing us. That's how the, they're showing up. So I think one of the other lessons that I wish I had learned sooner in life is that I don't want to be judged for the way I look and I don't want to judge someone else for the way that they look, if that makes sense. That does make sense. And it's so true. <clears throat> Sorry. I've rendered I you speechless. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I got a, a frog in my throat. <laughs> um, <laughs> so what I, I, I do think that we are way too, it's way too easy for us to judge a book by its cover. And we do it so often. I mean, if we people watch, right, we we have this tendency to make these little stories about their life and what they might be doing and the relationships they might even have, right? And that's just by watching another person and you have no idea what's going on for them or what's not going on for them. For all you know, 
they might be sitting there on their birthday and not have anybody to talk to, which would be fairly sad and lonely, right? Or they might be sitting there on their birthday all on their own and they want to be on their own. To them, it is something that revitalizes them. So it's, it is all our own filters that we experience the rest of the world through. And if we don't ask another person, hey, how are you doing? And really listen for the answer, we'll never know. Instead of just going, hey, how are you? And not really worrying about the answer. I don't know about you, Dr. Jacqueline, how many times have people asked you how you are and actually listened? Yeah, it's it's a good one, you know, and it, it's interesting. We had a show on Friday about etiquette and manners in the healthcare system. And this doctor in Pakistan, she and a partner are actually putting together an etiquette program for medical students, physicians, nurses, et cetera. Because if you think about it, how often do you go see someone in a professional capacity? It could be a doctor, it could be an accountant, it doesn't matter who it is. And they ask how you're doing and you're actually giving a true and valid answer as opposed to, yeah, I'm fine, everything's great. And they're Mm -hmm. not even paying attention. They're like, it's like, And I'm not sure if it's because we're so used to getting these pat answers, which anytime Mm -hmm. someone says to me, I'm fine, my mom will say that all the time. Like, what does fine mean? Fine is a non-word. I cannot find any information in the (laughs) word fine. Right? Would you agree? I absolutely agree. (laughs) I, To me, if I'm asking you how you are and you say, okay, fine. Yeah, not too bad. Did you even hear that I asked you how you are doing? Like right now, what's going on for you? Do I need to change the question up? Maybe that's what we need to do. We need to ask how you're doing in a different way so that people get shocked out of their response of yes. fine. Yes. Well, and you know, and we have Madeline is here. Let we'll bring her up in a second. I think it's also maybe it's the way that we ask the question so that it comes across not just as, hey, how you doing? What's going on? What'd you do over the weekend? It's like, hi, Mariska, how are you doing? I'm really interested. Mm-hmm. That that comes across as genuine as opposed to, oh hi Mariska, how are you doing? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So the way that we ask, and then really listening. And even if the person gave us a non-ask ask, so a yeah, just fine sort of asking, um, having a actual answer that might shock them out of the programming. (laughs) Yes, exactly right. (laughs) Let's bring on Dr. Chan and hear what she has to say. Welcome to the show, Dr. Madeline Chan. Hello. Hey, <laughs> hi, Dr. Nice Jackie. Hello, Mariska. Hi. Hello. Yeah, nice have you. Uh, yeah, Dr. Chan, our topic today is what you wish you had known sooner in life. And Mariska mm-hmm. and I are just going back and forth, sort of like a ping pong table, back and forth. So let's have you jump in. We're sharing some really transparent things in an effort to really help other people as well as help ourselves. But Dr. Chen, what can you think of a time in your life? It could have been right before the show. It could have been when you were three years old. What what is something that you wish you had known sooner in your life? 
Um, I would I would say that um, ever since I was really young, I was always trying to win my friends over, whether I would make myself look silly or I would carry their bags, their school bags up uh, in the field, up the hill, um, or I would, for to get popular, I would um, go and um, ask the most not very good-looking guy, in fact, the most un unpopular guy, um, I go out with him just so that I could get popular. Now, I wish that I had known sooner in life in the way that if you try and buy friendship, if you try and uh, win friendship over, it's a losing game. It really is. It's a deadbeat game. And it's almost where I... You know, I could have avoided a lot of upset and pain had I known that you don't go out and um, win your friends over or try buy them or try and make yourself look silly to accommodate them to get popular. Yeah, I would say that. I think that's one of the most damaging um, parts of my life that, that I really felt it would have been great if someone, a wise man or a wise woman would come along and um, say something to me. But in saying that, if they had said something to me and I was quite juvenile, you know, I might have been stubborn. But yeah, I would say, I think that is, I would, I would like to have known, I would like to have known sooner the whole process of when you try and um, and bargain with a friendship or you try to to uh, belittle yourself to become all they want you to become. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing that. You know, something comes to mind, and I'd love to have you both weigh in on this. I have read that a number of comedians actually are in so much pain inside, and they take that out by belittling themselves on the stage and that's part of their whole comedy routine but yet inside they're really hurting and i can think of several who actually have committed suicide as a result of their pain so my question for the two of you obviously i'm no expert in this area at all but my question is do you think that when we are in pain, we set ourselves up to fail. We put ourselves in positions to hurt ourselves, whether it's physically or emotionally, because we've got so much pain and we don't know what to do with it. That's a really good question. Um, setting, us up, setting ourselves up for pain. Well, my... I don't know, my understanding of it is the way that we are, some people are so comfortable with their pain body, with their pain. Therefore, um, because they feel comfortable within that, no matter how much they complain, um, they don't want to get out of that pain body. Now tell so us, what is a pain body? Pain body is... A pain body. Yeah, um, it's something I don't know. Maybe it's for me. It's it means that um, it's more of the emotion. 
the pain and the suffering of the body. We have the physical body and then and it's almost like we have the energy body, the energy field, and we have our physical body. Within our physical body, um, we have a lot of pain. So I, the pain body. And the pain body finds other pain bodies. Mm-hmm. It's energy, really. But, yeah, it is pain body. But it, it does manifest. It is, um, yeah. That's it my, sounds I like don't that know. expression, misery loves company. Mariska, what's your, what are your thoughts? Oh, I don't, mm. I don't know that. It, uh, misery does, I think, have a tendency to, to draw more misery. And <laughs> it's, I think it's also, to, to Madeline's point, the, when we in, it's almost like a cycle. When we in the cycle of a way of thinking, a way of being, in that pain body as dr chan just called it i think we we're so used to it we don't know how to get ourselves out right even when we see other people not being in it um i i remember meeting a lady once that she literally complained about anything and everything and even if you sat with her to see how there is things that she could improve in her life. She would not. She wanted to be in that spot. Even though she said she wanted to be out of it, she really didn't want to be out of it. She she just wanted to willow in it. Because then, I don't know, maybe she felt that other people would feel sorry for her. Or yeah. I, I don't know. what is she gained something from it. That's the thing, right? We do... We do what we do because we're getting something from it, whether it is negative or positive. I remember when my, when I was growing up, my mom said, well, if you want attention, don't be naughty because then you're just going to get the wrong type of attention because you're going to get a slap. Right. <laughs> so literally it's still attention. You're still going to get attention, yeah. but it's not necessarily going to be attention that you're going to be fond of. So rather, if you want attention, do something that you can enjoy and maybe come and tell me that you would like to talk or play or whatever, right? That's fun attention. So I think as grown-ups, we still do it uh, to a degree, bigger or smaller. And that is maybe what shows up for people in the pain bodies. Yeah. 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 I I was going to also add to that in the way that in the way that the years have changed, you know, at the time when the men went out to work and the women would stay at home and then they would join together and be in, um, and go visit each other's houses or have tea or have um, high tea or something. And all they would do would gossip. And can I say this word? Um, uh, condemn, maybe be bitchy, be very, you know, in the way of, um, how can I say? Um, judgmental. Of, yeah, judgmental. Um, in the way of Jane Eyre at that time, in the uh, all they did was the men would adorn in one room and the women would be in another room, and all they would do is um, pick at each other. And if those people weren't that weren't present, then they would talk about them, and. It's, it was a society. 
it was part of a society if you were weren't um having pain or um extreme experiences then they would just talk it it, it would be just uh, the way of life so that has been passed down and sometimes in a pub you go to a pub and especially um and then they would all know about each other and if that person wasn't there they would go oh did you know so and so so and so and this oh no 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 i didn't you know and they say oh well i've got something you've got that oh i've got something worse than you oh yeah you know like that yes. <laughs> and it's... at the end of the night it would get even more heavier <laughs> everyone everyone that was experiencing something through the uh, the substance of alcohol and the competition of whose pain is greater it became ridiculous <laughs> it became a competition of whose pain is greater <laughs> yeah it's amazing by the way we have a comment from judith fish hi judith thanks for being with us today joining us from hungary so yeah i love what we're discussing and what's come to mind something that madeline you mentioned at the beginning about school i feel like those years when we're in school are so impressionable. I remember, and I think it started in high school, could have been before, I don't remember, but there were cliques of people. There were like the cool people, the jocks, the brains, the druggies, right? There were like all these, these cliques. Mm -hmm. And for you to, to be in like two cliques, like that was really unheard of unless you were like one of the most popular people. And then you go to college or you don't go to college, or, but you have this label that you were given based on the people you hung out with. And that doesn't even mean they were the people you really wanted to hang out with, but they were the people who accepted you. Yes. That is and I think that does a number on us because, you know, yeah. one thing, what you wish you had known sooner in life, this is so true. And I don't know if you've heard this, if you've experienced this, but where you go to college, where you go to university and who your roommates are make a huge difference in opportunities that you will have in your future. That's definitely true. I don't have the statistics on it, but it's been it's been researched. People have discussed it. And so if you think about the choices that you've made when you were younger, whether you went to university, didn't go to university, who you lived with, you lived by yourself, those things all impacted who you are today. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. I totally agree with you. They, they mold you. They exactly, exactly. I mean, for me personally, I wasn't one of the popular ones. I was the one that, no, no, I wasn't because I wasn't very good at maths or I wasn't an A grade student. I wasn't B or C. I was kind of more in the lower class of, you know, of grades. So we just like doss around. Sorry to say that, but that's the word that we, <laughs> I was never that kind of, there was that with you we also had the athletics you know the sports mm -hmm. athletic group as well and i wasn't even in that so <laughs> yeah i just so um, a question i have for misfits. you because, yeah, because you're my friend and i've also worked with you on a number of projects and i see you as highly intelligent and very creative do you, i don't know about the working out i don't think that's your thing from what you told me but <laughs> no. do, do you feel that back then 
is it that you didn't apply yourself or that you were intimidated? What do you think happened? Because you are intelligent and you are creative. Um, I didn't know my own power. I didn't. I, I just kind of, um, I followed what was trending at the time, you know, going around the, uh, the school blocks and having a cigarette, bonking off. Uh, to get popular, um, I left school at 15 to go and do a YTS job and learn about work experience and things like that. Um, and it wasn't until I, I have to say, um, in 2000, um, uh, about 15 or something, I started, I met uh, my ex-husband but one thing that was really great about him was that um he introduced me to university and um to study because he said you need to start to look at at that you might find that you might be more intelligent than what you think so i was petrified so yeah at a young young age i wish I would have sooner, I would have been able to, I wish I would have been able to experience the university life, you know, when you go in the dormitories and then you have that university, you grow with your, your, your friends at university. I never had that experience. Um, so I wish that I would have um, done that path, but it, I didn't choose that. I just went on a wild path in London instead. Um, but yeah, I, I wish I wish that I would have, if, if sooner in life, I wish I would have known that. Um, so it's amazing how you're saying that. I mean, I don't even recognize myself. It's because the thing is, when you change and when you begin to change your mind shift and heart and you start to meet, and magnetize people that you wouldn't normally meet had I been in that old mind shift. It opens, it opens new uh, uh, portals in your in your in your in your mind in your brain, and it challenges you as well. Otherwise, I would have stayed in a groove. I would have just stayed the way I was. So um, I didn't plan it. It was just. It's almost like life was saying, you've used so much of your heart, you need to use some of your brain now. Because <laughs> <laughs> wow, I never used it. I'd say, oh, whatever you want, whatever you want to have, I'll have that. I would never decide what I wanted before 2015. It was always, oh, whatever you want. Every time, all the time. I never would make a decision. And, and then... What you now? Yeah. Woo! And it's like, wow, <laughs> finally. <laughs> finally. Yeah, that's fantastic. Mariska, I want to go over to you. Madeline, I want to say one thing. I did not have a good time in college. I absolutely hated it. I chased after a guy who cheated on me, and I was crazy. But the way I showed up, it was just like, I, you couldn't pay me to go back to that. So my point is not everybody has a great time in university or college. I know most guys I've talked to, they're like, yeah, I'd love to be back in college. Me, and new. I'm taking a pass. Mariska, how about you? I'm shocked at that. Because I really thought you'd be like super A grade, blonde bombshell, you know, the the prime, 
you know, that type of, I don't know if you've yeah. seen Mean Girls. Have you seen Mean Girls? Mean, yeah. mean mm -hmm. uh, that's about the different <laughs> classes or at college and that. And there's like the super 18 girls that are just like models and super intelligent. And I, I, I got you for that. I want to say I did. See, so you judge me. You made a judgment. Not judging. Not judging. Just I kind of. Well, maybe yeah, you're right. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I, think you think that, I don't. Th well, no, I don't I, think that. No, no, Mariska. I was Mariska. Sorry. Sorry. I'm. I was not sure where you would fit in college, honestly. And for me, it's so interesting because what. What I did when I was, so in school, yes, you have all these different sectors and factions and everything. Um, and at a stage, I was like, yeah, whatever. You guys do you. I'll just do me. It's, it's fine. Um, and it's always interesting to me to see who, who was the what in school and then taking them out of school a couple of years and seeing what they did with that. Right. So sometimes you get people that's super popular in school and then they get out of school and they cannot hack life for whatever reason. Right. They just they they are in inappropriately tooled to be able to do life. They could do school, but not life so much. So I was of the mindset that if I could do life, I should be fine because there's a lot more of that than there is of school. Um, and that's the approach I took. As for going to study, I did not have the traditional going to a dorm and having all of those experiences. I had to go back home every single day and help on the farm. So I was a day student, literally. So there was a lot of the university type of experiences that I didn't get to partake in just because I wasn't there. I wasn't on campus. I literally went there. I did my studies. I did my course. And then I went home and I worked on the farm. And then I went back. So there was some of that that I missed. And I have to say, I'm not too worried about it either. Um, I'm sure people made great friends and lovely memories. And sometimes they drank way too much for my preference. So that's, that's good. And if they got something out of it, yay. And if they didn't, well, hopefully you have a lesson. Um, but yes, that's that's sort of where I went with the college experience. Wow, thank you so much wow. for sharing that yeah. too. And, and you know, you're right, Mariska, that's, it's a very different experience when you are driving back and forth because you don't have that ability to build that community but in a way that community can be completely dysfunctional i mean it depends who you're hanging out with and and what the priorities are i know for me i came from a small high school and i went to a big you know you've heard of penn state it's huge like you're just a social security number it's like a zillion people and you kind of just get lost. That was like a mistake for me that I that I did that. But I have to share getting my master's and my doctorate. Both of those were great experiences. I highly recommend them. So so we've we've delved into a number of subjects. And of course, we're coming down to the last four minutes of the show. I'd like to kind of just circle back when we think about things we wish we had known sooner. We're actually kind of saying 
awareness about choices we made, potentially mistakes. I'd like to leave it with something positive. So how about opportunities that we knew of and took advantage of and paid off? Something positive, one from each of us. Dr. Chan, are you ready? Yeah. My positive, yeah, it would be my singing voice, my voice, my singing. It's um, it's something that I tuned in when I was very young and it's blossomed and grown and evolved and taken me on a, a crazy, mad, crazy, beautiful um, journey and it's still strong and it's, um, yeah, I thank the universe for my voice. Yay! Wow. <laughs> thank you. We thank the universe for your voice as well. Over yeah. to you, Ms. New Zealand, Mariska. <laughs> Ooh, well, I think the thing that I'm most thankful for that felt like a very big step for me was actually starting my own business. And I've I've sort of grown up within the corporate space, um, being employed. So being an entrepreneur, not an entrepreneur. So developing within an organization. So I did that, but stepping out on my own, there's so much growth and so much learning and so much, so muchness. Um, And I think that I am the most thankful for that I have the opportunity and the ability to do that Um, and pushing myself and and finding ways where I can fail because failing shows me ways that stuff works or doesn't work, right? If I don't fail and I don't take that on and go, okay, so this didn't work, let's try something else, then I would not know whether it would work for me or not. So it, it also taught me to embrace those failures more, um, which I am forever grateful. That's amazing. That's beautiful. I love it. Well done. Fantastic. Uh, And how about you, Dr. Jacqueline? Yeah. Yeah. For me, um, many years ago, I want to say 10 plus, a family friend did a reading which I never had a reading done. I forget what kind of reading it's called, but she just asked me if she could do a reading. We're sitting out on the deck and she did this reading and she said, one day you're going to be on the red carpet. And I said, what is that supposed to mean? She said, one day you will be in front of the masses, giving people a place to share their stories. And I was like, oh, she's really out there. So there's been no red carpet. There's no red carpet. It's coming through. Yes. Yeah, it's uh, it's been an incredible journey. And I have to say to both of you, because both of you are mentors for me, Mariska was right there seeing me through getting out of that corporate career. We worked together for nine months. And uh, Dr. Chan has been here helping me use my voice and tap into my feminine energy and also appreciate the fact that. You know, I just mentioned something to her about uh, the five, the 3D world, the capitalistic 3D world calling, saying, hello, come back and see us part time. And I'm highly aware now of the fact that I don't belong in that world and I have found my place. It's just that topic that we discuss, all of us have, it's the elusive 
endless money coming our way. If we only had so Abundance. much money coming that we never had to worry, but that's not how life is right now. It's coming true. It really is coming through. Mm -hmm. You know, once the 1111, I'm telling you, the 11th portal is going to happen. It's going to come through. And you're going to have your red carpet. <laughs> Fabulous. Well, this is why I love doing this show. I feel like working with the two of you on this platform is so, it, it's just so authentic and so real. And I appreciate your enthusiasm and the fact that you want to be here and contribute and it's it's so evident so thank you very much oh thank you for giving, giving thank us you for having us yeah, yeah exactly. absolutely. Oh let gosh. me give you an opportunity to share your contact details and anything that you want people to know about what you have going on go ahead and share right now please Ooh. okay let's start contact details first so contact details you can reach me via my email which is mariska at journey to the number two discover.com or alternatively go and visit my website which is journey to again the number two discover.com or you can connect with me via LinkedIn. I would love to connect with you via LinkedIn. You can write me a little personalized message and tell me that you got hold of my information or just saw me on USA Global TV and radio. Then at least I know where you are coming from and that you are part of this fabulous community. <laughs> and of course, I would love to connect and have a great conversation with you and then things that is coming up at the moment for me in my world is well the books that we spoke about a little bit earlier and dr chan has a little something to do with one of those books too <laughs> just just saying no, just <laughs> <laughs> and then other things that's coming up in my world is i am collaborating with a fellow coach and we are working on a masterclass program that we are launching in 2023. So there's a bit of work to be done before then, but that's very exciting. So yeah, that is what I'm up to at the moment. Brilliant. Thank you wow. so much for sharing that excitement with us. Dr. Chan, over you, my friend, what's going on in your world? Yeah, well, um, on the 12th of November, we have the Woman of Heart Awards, um, which we're awarding 88 women every year, um, including the Gentlemen of Hearts as well. So that's the 12th of November. But you can reach me on Madeline Carol Chan at gmail.com. That's M A D A L E N E, Carol C A R O L C H A N at gmail.com. Now, also, I'm interested in um, people who want to find out who they are, connect to their heart, connect to their inner voice. I want to know because I do believe I have the experience and also I have the, the tools and the wisdom in order to help to connect with you to that. And you can find me um on uh, facebook madeline chan and you can also find me on usa global tv the power of elevated listening um the power of listening courses where um i teamed up with dr jacqueline and we wrote and we we created these wonderful courses 
how to transcend, come away from a trend and come away from 3D and start to go on the journey of 5D, the beginning foundations of 5D. It's a fascinating course. Also about, um, there's a course about um, plants and energies, which I do believe we need to connect with uh, planet Earth. And, and what I'm doing also is I'm doing um, songsforyou.co.uk. And what we do is we work with um, songwriters, producers, engineers, and we take someone's experience of their own words and we ask them what style and we put it into a song, a song. So it could be a song for a wedding for your loved one, fiance. It could be about about someone who you dearly missed and they've passed over. They're on the other side. Could be about a birth, the birth of a child, the father and daughter connection, the mother and daughter, the mother and son, father and son, grandparents, everything that's so personal. But we have um, the team, the in-house team, to bring this song through in you, with you, and songsforyou.co.uk. And Dr. Jacqueline is also on there because she's going to be mentoring um, all our um, clients who wish to, after they've got their song, have to know how to promote and how to talk about their song and their experiences on USA Global TV and radio. There you go. Yay, there thank you are. You. Ah. Thank you so much. Now, and I have a song <laughs> and the book. Bit. <laughs> and we're doing the book. And the book. And Dr. Exactly. Jacqueline. So many things. My song, song is I don't love you anymore. So by the time I get home, you better be gone. Get your stuff. Get out. Goodbye. No, I'm kidding. That's hit the road, Jack. That's hit the road. <laughs> Where's this coming from? I have no idea because I live with my mom, so it doesn't apply. So <laughs> yeah. But Songs for You is a great opportunity to have a custom song. I have a custom song with Dr. Chan and Songs for You. I'll be releasing that some point soon after all the other things I'm getting through. But that's all we have time for today, my friend. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Please do join us next week. We will be here again. And uh, I think Dr. Desiree will be still tied up with uh what's today's date yeah she'll still be tied up with women of hard awards so she'll join us hopefully the week after but we're having a great time the three of us so the three of us here we are we could so introduce we, we can invite some more people who want to come on board right people can be guests they can go guests. to the website usa global tv and radio and they can go to book your session a woman's prerogative they can book in as a guest so. Fabulous. And I'm sure we'll get loads, loads of yeah. women, loads of ladies that want to come on board. Uh, All right. Bye, everybody. <laughs> See you later. Bye. Bye, Bye. Bye Mariska. Bye, Dr. Jacqueline. Bye.